Hey, Money Multipliers. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Multiplier Podcast, where we talk about do our dollars make sense? I am joined here with a dear friend. Now, we have not known each other for a very long time, and it's kind of funny how we met uh, on the uh, social media platform, and then uh, you appearing at one of the events that we were speaking at uh, here just not so long ago at the Ohio RIA. So um, I'm joined here with Brandon. Uh, Brandon Neely. Am I saying that right? Neely, right? Cool, cool. Now, and then, Brandon, wh- where are you calling this from? Where do you live? Well, uh, I am actually in Ohio. So whenever we were doing that RIA event, I was like, I need to go there. It's like 30-minute drive. So, of course, I live in Cincinnati. So uh, I-, I love this area. Yeah, yeah. And now you um, as well, you got into the infinite banking space. You are a teacher and an educator of the infinite banking concept. And that's kind of how we got to know each other was through a mutual Facebook group that is out there, infinite banking. And um, I, I guess let me ask you this, because you entered into the space. You've been doing this for about four or five years now. What got you into the infinite banking world? Yeah, well, first off, I didn't know that there's a lot of opinions about this whole concept. Uh, I just knew uh, I used to own a coffee shop, right? And this coffee shop, my biggest risk and my biggest investment was me, right? And so I watched this documentary called Banking with Life, uh, I believe. uh, And I was like, oh, man, I'm doing everything wrong right in a lot of ways and so we had met our our friend and now mentor um and said hey this is what we want to do we started putting money into these uh properly designed whole life insurance policies because again no one's going to do a company match for me uh that was me as the business owner and i needed some stability and safety so I put money in to the policy, which is a lot for me, 400 bucks a month, actually, per person uh, into these policies and used my policy to take care of some high interest debt. Because as you own a business, um, I don't know if you know this, but but a lot of times getting a loan is really difficult as a brick and mortar mm-hmm. business. And so you end up going into credit card debt and all this stuff to make a profit. Um and started the, those policies. And we we used our policies to get out of an emergency, like a flood in the business, literally a rain coming from heaven that flooded our store. And we used our life insurance policy cash value to overcome that obstacle. And I was able to sell the business, not close the business because of our policy, right? Mm-hmm. Which is amazing to me. Uh, and then as we are selling, I interviewed to work with my mentor and he said, no, uh, you're too entrepreneurial. I was like, oh, dang, I, I thought I was, I was set for this. And then he came back to me later and he's like, I have an idea. How about you and your wife start your own agency and I'll coach you. And I did not know that, you know, Dave Ramsey loves to hate on us. There's so many opinions about this. All I knew was this concept helped me uh, build a foundation of stability and sell my business, not close it. Good, good. And that coffee shop, that was in Cincinnati as well? Where is that at? Uh, actually, that was in uh, Chicago. So I was in, the, and it's still around uh, in the South Loop of Chicago. I sold it uh, and I love that it's still going. I love also that 
I'm not uh, in the day-to-day operation of it. But I do have a coffee mug from it. See, this is my coffee mug. This is my old coffee. I can't even show you. Anyway, uh, (laughs) it was overflow. So I still drink from the old mug of the coffee shop. That's awesome. No, congratulations. And that's my favorite. In my personal opinion, the folks that really understand and get the IBC concept are the folks that have lived it and have felt that big financial impact then has gone off and are educators of this concept. I mean, that that's how we got to where we're at now. That's what dad was doing, right? We didn't come from this world. Dad was a chiropractor. I'm just here because I, because that of what dad has taught me and me and my own struggles of being a waitress, right? That Cracker Barrel stuff wasn't really cut out to what it was supposed to be. So no, that's good. I, I like yeah. that you shared your story. So here, and actually, let's talk about this. Your wife had a very big accomplishment not too long ago where she has studied and she got her CFP. So congratulations on that. And um, this is where this topic really started to come about that why I wanted to film this episode with you because there's a lack of knowledge regarding budgeting and mm-hmm. and um, th- that's why we're getting into the title of this episode is budgeting basics 101 and and because you said something really powerful even before we started rec- recording here where where people think that the infinite banking concept will solve everything and it can mm-hmm. but that's just one moving part to the full picture and foundation of what's going on. Because if you don't know how to manage budget and and keep that money, IBC is really just one piece of of a big equation that you're making here. So here's my Mm -hmm. first question for you. What is budgeting and what's the purpose of budgeting and why is it important into our financial life? Yeah. So I think first off, budgeting is sounds like restrictive and and sounds like it's just a uh, exercise or I don't know, something that oh, I don't, I'm not good at this. I'm not not good at that. Really, what it is, is just telling your money what you want it to do. Right. It's giving your money jobs. I use a software called YNAP. You need a budget, uh, which is an amazing software. And really, it's just uh, thinking about your money before you get your money. Right. Uh, and making sure that you keep it. Cause here's the thing. Have you ever watched commercials? Yeah. Uh, right. Um, and you probably have watched a couple commercials already today, maybe who knows. Um, but there's always ads, there's always something. And here's the thing. If you do not have a plan for your money, somebody else has a plan for your money. There Mm -hmm. is somebody who wants it, whether it's McDonald's, uh, whether it's the guy down the street, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, uh, shiny object syndrome hits me just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you want to make sure you are allocating it uh, appropriately. And that's really, uh, it's, it's really a managing of cash flow. Yep. Agree. Agree. So now when we're, when we get into, so now that we understand what budgeting is and the importance of it, I'm so glad you said that because if I don't have a plan for my money, somebody else has a plan for it. Where, where do I start? Where do I start? Let's make believe that I have never done this before. And actually it does really hit home with me, me being a millennial in my twenties right now. 
a lot of people my age don't understand money at all or even budgeting. Yep. We just we just keep going out to work. We make this paycheck and I put it into my bank account and then I buy my rent. I buy my my groceries. I buy my bar tabs. Right. That's just people my right. age what we do. So so where do I start? What What's the first step that, that I should be doing if I want to really hone in on where my money is going? Yeah, I think first off, you want to again, I, I think about reverse engineering. Uh, where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? Right. Uh, mm -hmm. So we have a thing we call the still method. Uh, and in our, our still method, it's first you want to set your sights. Um, and so budgeting is just a orientation of your money to where you want to go or where you want to be. Right. So setting your sights. Too many people, uh, when I do my financial analysis and we do full financial analysis and ask dreams and goals, and most of them say, I just want to go to Disney World. I'm like, that's not really, a, I don't know, maybe it's a good goal. Uh, but what are you putting towards that to have mm -hmm. that lifestyle? What kind of retirement do you want? Right? You know, all of that. And then uh, I don't just say a number amount because I'm a business owner. It's mm -hmm. always, I want to make more revenue, right? Uh, I want to make money. There's, there's two two things you can do. You can make money and keep money, Right. Dave Ramsey loves to say, keep money, right? But but business owner, hey, how do I make it? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm always thinking in percentages, not necessarily just in set dollar amounts because 400 bucks a month was a lot for me 10 years ago, mm -hmm. right? But now uh, 10 years later, $400 is like uh, nothing compared to what it was, right? Yeah. And so my savings rate, should increase because my income is increasing. So I, I'm thinking about percentages versus just dollar amounts. Good. Does that make Good. sense? Yeah. And actually, because you made, here's one thing that I follow from uh, my mentor, Chris Noggle. Um, he he uh, follows an economist, uh, Ray Dalio. And one thing that mm -hmm. Ray Dalio has always said is, you know, save 10% of your, of your wealth, of your income. And so yep. I, I like that you said the percentages, because you're right, as inflation goes up, as my income goes up, you know, I need to keep up with what's changing in the economy as well. So would you say, what, what's your, what's you and your personal life? Is is it 10% or do you have something else that you do? Oh, so, so I'm also a tither. So I think about the, the, uh, faith perspective and, and even the model in the, in the Bible of 10% going, uh, of gross going, going to God or to the local church. And so first thing off the top, I do that 10%. And then, uh, I save and, and again, savings is different than investing. Too many people think that 401k is their saving, which it isn't. It's an investment. Uh, very different uh, thing there. And I save 10% towards long-term, 10% towards medium-term, and 10% towards short-term, right? Mm -hmm. So I am I budget for Christmas. You know, you know how crazy it is every year people get all frantic yeah. and they say, Christmas is here. I don't have the money. I, well, you knew Christmas was going to be here last year mm -hmm. and the year before that and the year before that, right? And so we budget, put, you know, money, you know, whatever we want to call it, uh, cash flow management, um, whatever makes you feel happy about it. But, but really, uh, we put in, you know, 50 to 100 bucks per month 
into that uh, line item in our system. Mm, I like that. So, so then I live, if I'm doing 10% long-term, 10% short-term, 10% medium-term, right? Uh, then I'm living off of 60%. Mm. Yeah. And and when, once you really start to keep more of that wealth too, then you can start deploying that wealth to what I like to call make your little green men work. So yeah. good. Well, it, go oh, and the other thing that people don't realize is, is when they use credit cards, right? Yeah. I mean, think about this. When somebody has a, a credit card and they have, I don't know, a $7,000 credit card bill mm-hmm. uh, at 25% interest. Right. And then we're chasing interest rates on the and Wall Street trying to to grow it and all of this. I'm like, do you, you realize you're 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 actually um not making your money work for you? You're mm-hmm. the banks love people like that, right? And so we want to get off of that system to become instead of uh, debtors savers, we want to become wealth creators, which is why I love infinite banking. It's a wealth creation tool. Good. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Now talk, talk to me about this. Cause you said something else before we got on here. Okay. Because now, right. Because personally, my humble opinion is, is that my policy is nothing more than my glorified savings account. So when I am budgeting and I'm saving that 10% or what I sometimes even do is more than that, because my ultimate goal is to get to income to equal uh, premium dollars going towards policies. You mentioned something about budgeting your cash value in your policy. Talk talk to me about that. But what, what does that even mean? Budgeting your cash value? Yeah, so I have mad money in my uh, policy, you know, that I, I budget for uh, money that I just fund money, you know, because I'm a huge proponent of profit first, the profit first system. And that's I'm um, uh, certified in that as well. So making sure one profit comes first in my business and I'm, I'm putting it through the system uh, escrow. So instead of just paying escrow, uh, I self escrow. So I, I will put it through my system, either policy loans or premiums that are going in and my cash value is going up, but I'm, I'm, uh, saving for future tax obligations, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the idea of being able to, uh, get rich while paying your taxes. Cause I'm, I'm, uh, knowing that I'm just a pass-through entity for for Uncle Sam as a business owner. So where do I need to do? I, I put it somewhere. Instead mm-hmm. of just a low interest savings account, I put it into a policy that is going to be compounding and growing. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I budget my cash value because a lot of times people spend money they think they have that they don't. Right. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, I had all this and we forgot that it was allocated for taxes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I make sure that's earmarked for uh, taxes. Uh, maybe it's earmarked for an emergency, you know, a flood or things like that. Uh, Christmas, uh, the things, the other things that come uh, not maybe monthly, but more on a quarterly or annual basis. 
Yep. Yep. Actually, that makes me think of something because here's a question that I'll get sometimes is, uh, Hannah, you know, why, why do people have more than one policy? And there's a few reasons for it, but I do know some folks that are members of the money multiplier where they will actually set up different policies for those different usage. Um, this policy is for my charitable givings. This one's for my taxes at the end of the year. This yep. one's for my college education for my child. So, so there's no right or wrong way to do it. That's just what helps them stay straight in their minds. Or personally, um, just like how yep. you say, I, I actually, I got, I got this from mom and dad. They keep a big poster board. And so at the beginning of the year, they'll go through their finances and then each month or uh, sometimes even uh, uh, bi-weekly, they'll go through it and update that poster board. And so that's what I'll do because I don't really have separate policies where where this one's for this specific reason. I have those policies and then I'll budget within that cash value inside of that uh, uh, privatized bank account that I have, truthfully. Yeah. So they just one way to to totally apply it to your lifestyle. So so that that's really the reason for this episode is that I just want people to start being better managers of their money. Because let's talk about this. Um, when we met in Ohio, that was the time where the Powerball was up to one point six billion. I, I I forgot. I know it got paid out now. I, I don't remember the the cap on it or what it was that got paid out. Yeah. But there was a story on the news where um, the, the news reporter said that 70 percent of folks that win the lottery, they deplete their wealth within five years. That's crazy. If I let's make believe that I win the lottery and I walk away just with even 500 million. Yeah. You're telling me that these people deplete their cash within five years. How do you go through 500 million if you're not just wiping it with your behind, in my honest opinion? But um but but that that's just crazy to me. And that's what really sparked this episode, too, is, is that you do you do have to be good educators and, and know what's going on in your personal financial ecosystem. And then from there, expand on it. Once your cup yeah. is filled up, too, then you can start overflowing and filling into other people's cups, because isn't that the ultimate well, goal? Go ahead. And again, my business name was Overflow. I don't know if you know that. Uh, the old coffee shop name was overflow. And what I learned as far as personally is I can't overflow if I can't, if I'm not taking care of myself, right? If we're not mm -hmm. taking care of uh, ourselves and, and again, why do I have multiple policies? Well, I have seven, uh, uh, policies right now, you know, so, uh, and I'm also a caretaker of my mother-in-law. So she has a policy that she has. Uh, and we call it and and we budget for it. It's, a, it's the cash value is in case mom gets sick fund. In case we need it, we have that available. We're not going to use that uh, to go, you know, buy the Powerball tickets because that's mm -hmm. important. She's also uh, purchasing a policy for my son and we don't use that cash value because it's his adulting fund. And then we have a couple personal policies. Uh, and then we have a, a business policy. And then what's cool is as I budgeted, I've thought about different things that are coming along the lines, like not just emergencies, like stupid floods and stuff, but, um, you know, buying a house. So I bought a, a house, uh, and I did 20% down. Uh, I closed on my house here in Cincinnati, March 13th of 2020, which is the craziest time to close on a house. That was the day the world shut down. Um, 
closing on the house, I put 20% down, right? I didn't do 21. I didn't do uh, 22 or 19, 20% down. So then I didn't have PMI insurance, right? Because then that could go back into my wallet, right? Flow through. I paid it back because uh, Nelson Nash, the, the founder of uh, Infinite Banking, says, you know, don't steal the peas from your own grocery store, right? So I paid back myself either in other ways to pay back the, the policy loan. And then I've used my policies again to buy a office condo uh, that I personally own, uh, but the businesses pay me rent. So I'm just thinking strategically about budgeting and holistically. Hmm. Good, good. You've been a wealth of knowledge, and I really do appreciate you and on this. Now, now, um, what maybe and actually, so we we were talking about this. We might film some uh, more series to this budgeting. I want uh, you folks that are listening too. I want y'all to chime in and uh, ask us questions. Ask us questions about the the budgeting and what specific questions that y'all have. And Brandon and I will go through it. So. Yeah. Talk to me about this before you leave. Just give us a high overview. You talked about this still method. What's the still method? Yeah, so we made a, a method again, some something from our faith background. Now it, it's an inverse uh, uh, acronym. So uh, what we thought about is chaos is what the world is in right now. It's confusing. It's haphazard. It's anxious. It's overwhelming and it's stressful. Right. I mean, that's what a lot of people are feeling, especially when it comes to taxes, when it comes to money, uh, when it comes to figuring out your 401k. Uh, right. Uh, it's all chaos. And, and and what I love about the policies is definitely there's it's pretty it's a contract. It's pretty awesome. Right. How it works. But the still method is setting your sights. Right. You first you need to know where the heck you want to go. Uh, yeah. spend some time thinking about that reverse engineering your life or, or business or, or next five years, setting your sights, what kind of uh, parent do you want to be? What kind of, you know, all that stuff, um, track your in and out. That's, you know, really looking and saying, okay, um, not just saying I want to have uh, six pack abs, right. Mm -hmm. But I'm tracking, am I going to the gym? Right. It's mm -hmm. money. It can be budgeting, you know, time. Uh, so track your in and out, inspect your progress, right? Uh, mm -hmm. That's the I. Look for 1% adjustments and live deliberately. It's not those big things, the Powerball tickets, really, that make people rich. It's those 1% yeah. adjustments. I mean, yeah. they might be rich for five years and then they're broke, right? <laughs> but it's those 1% adjustments, those tweaks, that happen over the course of time because that 1% adjustment is huge. And then you live it deliberately. A policy is, is awesome, but it's an intentional piece of the puzzle to yeah. grow wealth, right? It's, it's about movement of money, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's uh, the still method. If you want to go to stillmethod.com and you can find it or um, yeah, you can find it on our website and stuff like that. Yeah, actually, Brandon, go go ahead. I want the people to, because uh, you do post YouTube, you got podcasts out there. Where, where, where can the folks find you at? Yeah, if you go to Wealth Wisdom Financial, uh, if you look us up, we have a podcast, Wealth Wisdom Financial Podcast. 
Uh, we have a YouTube channel, Wealth Wisdom Financial channel. Uh, and then if you go to Wealth Wisdom FP, that's Wealth Wisdom Financial F and P partners.com, uh, you'll be able to find us. I think you have to put the www in the front right now, but um, uh, yeah, type in www.wealthwisdomfp.com and you'll find a whole lot of resources. And really, right now we're pitching or sharing a lot about managing cash flow like a millionaire or billionaire. I, I bet you Jeff Bezos doesn't budget, but I bet you he has a whole team of people that understand where all of his cash flow is going and he will, you know, know exactly how it's, how it's playing out. So let's be like them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, thank you y'all. Thanks for listening and chiming in on this episode. Um, just wanted to let y'all know. So uh, when this launches, uh, coming up here in December, it's uh, December 11th and 12th, uh, myself and possibly Pops, I'm getting some text messages uh, from him actually right now as we're speaking. And he is supposed to be speaking out there in Las Vegas, Nevada, December 11th to the 12th. Um, but actually, I think I might be going out there and speaking now. So well, it's still up in the air. I'll, I'll let you know what's going on. But uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, we're coming to y'all. So send me an email, Hannah at the money multiplier.com, and I can let you know how to get in on that event. And uh, as well, just like every episode, as well, send me an email and I will send you a copy of our ebook, Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery. I got a little, I got it right here actually. I was talking about it uh, with somebody earlier. So send me an email and I'll get you that uh, free ebook copy. But uh, thanks for joining us. Happy Monday, everyone. And uh, we'll catch you uh, next week. We'll talk to you soon. 